Hello and welcome everybody to According to Andrew number 90. Uh, garbage in, garbage out. Uh, you get out of life what you put into it, you are what you eat. All these various truisms and kind of phrases that people say uh, just because, you know, it's aspects of life that we a lot of times take for granted or don't think about and and uh, need to be talked about. I know a lot of people are probably very constant or cognizant of the effort and stuff like that that goes into staying uh, healthy when it comes to their body and stuff like that. And maybe we don't always put in that effort that we need to. I know I'm definitely guilty of that. Uh, but there's a lot more aspects to it. And I think a good way to kind of start this off is kind of thinking about uh, the eight dimensional dimensions of wellness uh, that they have. And, uh, you know, I used to, I think I used to write this off uh, to a certain extent, but, uh, you know, there's a lot more that goes into wellness and stuff like that than just, um, just your, your overall health. Um, I know personally, uh, one of the things that kind of inspired me to do this is I've been um, consuming a lot of garbage content on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, the YouTube algorithm has been feeding it to me uh, a crazy amount because, you know, you, you watch one meme video and it's like, oh, you like meme videos, here's a couple more. And it's it's much quicker and easier to burn through like 20 meme videos that are, you know, maybe 10 minutes long than it is to burn through that same amount of long-form podcasts on YouTube that are each an hour long. And so they're going to start feeding you more and more of that stuff. And that's just how the algorithm works. And you got to know that, but you also have to be disciplined to like, be like, no, we're not going to watch a meme video. I'm going to watch, uh, you know, a long form podcast by Noam Chomsky is actually one I got pulled up right now. Um, or, uh, you know, Tom Woods, uh, part of the problem. These are some of the people I listen to on top of, uh, Owen Benjamin and Vox Day, which I'm behind on watching them because I've been wasting all my time on this garbage. Um, and so it's it's a lot more than just trying to stay physically healthy. That's an aspect of it, but you really need to be uh, well-rounded in, in the whole thing. So the the five or the eight dimensions are environmental, emotional, intelligence, physical, social, spiritual, occupational, and financial. And you know, I know personally, there's a lot of spots where I'm uh, lacking and missing. Uh, you know, your environmental. It's that's uh, Jordan Peterson's famous uh, "Clean up your your room, bucko." Uh, you know, it's it's an aspect of wellness that people were not really told, hey, this is an important aspect of your life. You should uh, try to maintain the environment that you live in and make sure that it's cleaned up. I actually just picked up my area a little bit yesterday, so I kind of checked that one off, but I don't maintain it as I should. Uh, you know, you're emotional, making sure that your emotions are kind of in check, that you're not... Uh, you, you, uh, the stoicism type philosophy, uh, making sure that you can... Uh, you're happy with, with who you are, you're in your skin, you're not overly insecure about stuff. Um, and just can can kind of live your life. And I feel like, I might be wrong on this, but it feels like the emotional one, if you check off all the other boxes, like the emotional one will probably just take care of itself. Um, but, you know, we, we are uh, emotional beings and, and given to that stuff. So being able to kind of consider and take into those things. And, you know, each of these, one kind of affects the other. If you can get really good in like kind of a physical sense, it'll kind of help maybe uh, motivate you to do some more strenuous and uh, intelligent type stuff. Uh, your intelligence, we're going to go into this one a little bit more, uh, is your continuous learning, going and reading that book, um, doing some of the, the things that are, are harder and not, not super fun. Uh, one that's actually more fun, but a lot of people don't do nowadays is your social, your friend groups. Uh, I know 2020 has, for me personally, has blown up basically all of my friend groups and I need to rebuild them. Um, and I feel like that's probably the case for a lot of other people and really being cognizant of, of how important those friend groups are ha having that tribe and stuff like that. There's a really, um, interesting adage that I heard recently, which is, 
you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so really making sure that those people that you're around are of top caliber type uh, quality and that uh, they're helping you grow and not holding you back from your uh, potential. Uh, and that doesn't mean like you don't necessarily, you know, we're not supposed to necessarily have the same friends throughout our entire life and things like that. But, um, you know, maybe just not having that person is be, if they're kind of an energy vampire, uh, you know, they can be like a good friend. They can be like a, an, a, an associate of yours or a colleague, but like maybe not like your one of your best friends, your, your really close friends, someone that you're going to have like maybe at your wedding, a uh, best man kind of thing. Uh, so being cognizant of, of those five people and, and what's, uh, going on there, uh, because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we kind of do and, and take for granted or stuff like that, uh, is kind of junk food for, uh, the mind, right? It's much easier social wise to, um, go up and, and talk to people on discord and just kind of have a social group through there and not go out to, uh, various events and things like that especially in this environment, I mean, you know, the lockdowns and stuff like that are kind of over, but they're kind of hinting at bringing them back. And, you know, it, it's easier to sit on the couch and, and watch movies and eat potato chips and stuff like that uh, than it is to go out there, meet new people, have a good time, um, even though it will be more rewarding and fulfilling uh, overall. Uh, spiritual, uh, you know, obviously uh, connecting to God, um, making sure that you have that religious aspect in your life. Uh, this is something I've been dropping the ball on a lot because of a lot of the issues that I have with the institution of the church has uh, made it so that I've shot myself in the foot spiritually, which has been a big mistake on my part, and that's something that I need to, to really fix. Um, and then occupational, uh, you know, you want a job in which you can pursue excellence, that you're, you're generating and can... Um, do well in. I think this is a job, like, so I, there's occupational financial. I think these two are very closely linked because if you're in a bad financial situation, a lot of times you can't control your occupational situation. If you need to put food on the table for your family and stuff like that, um, it's much harder to, uh, take stances or take risks occupationally, uh, that could jeopardize your financial situation in your family. And in that regard, I kind of, that's, uh, People being in a bad financial situation is one of the major reasons that things like the vaccines and the mask mandates and stuff like that could be pushed by these corporations. Um, it's not working, luckily, but um, the yeah the financial situation is one of the things. And funnily enough, the the getting paid by the government to kind of sit home and and uh, do whatever you want is creating a financial situation in which. The, it's actually giving the companies less leverage to be able to force these mass mandates and stuff like that. So it's it's one of those accidental, like, contradictory uh, things that the government has generated uh, over time, which I, I find kind of amusing. Um, and uh, just to kind of go along with some of these stuff, so, you know, you have uh, art that's, like, so... Um, and, you know, you got your... Do, do, do. Um, you know, you have your modern art versus your, oh, where is it, your non-modern art, right? Like some of these classics that were made in the 1800s. And you can just see the level of of greatness that was kind of put, and, and the level of detail and beauty 
that is in these compared to some of these other more modern art uh, pieces. And that, that kind of goes back to some of this uh, really kind of ruling yourself and, and making sure that you're the master of your own thing. This this one that's right here, it was actually part of the modern art thing, and this was the most beautiful one that I found. So I wanted to kind of give modern art a little bit of a thing, because I actually do really enjoy this one. Um, but and it's got kind of an abstract style to it. Uh, it's much better than crap like this. But, I mean, if you compare that to uh, the level of detail that is in this painting, for example, uh, you know, it doesn't compare whether or not I like the, the painting. Um, the level of craftsmanship is it's much much higher and so that kind of goes into your occupational um you know having that wellness and and really pursuing excellence within your job and uh i think something that can be very grating occupationally is a um a video that i just saw which was like useless jobs basically um and i i definitely feel that uh, when I was working various places, you know, you're getting paid this certain amount of money and you got to always have this anxiety in the back of your mind because you're spending all this time doing stuff that ultimately seems pretty much like pushing papers and moving, moving things from point A to point B. Uh, and you're getting paid like a decent amount of money for this. And you're like, like more than the people that are making the actual products. And you're like, ah, this is a, this is a scam. Uh, and, and that's not to say that like I, I'm an engineer, um, doesn't have to say that it, there isn't productive and, and useful things that I, I added to uh, occupationally, but it also there's in the video he also makes the point where um, it's not that there's just a singular job that somebody could get rid of in which they have some dumb, not dumb, but useless uh, aspect of their job that doesn't really need to be done and is kind of a way to check boxes and fill people's time. Uh, and we could probably be working 30 hours a week and, and still get the max amount that we need done done uh but because of that occupational situation and that productive situation where we need to get some of this stuff done uh it's it's not concentrating a single person it's distributed across the entire uh company so everyone will have an aspect of their job that is just basically pencil pushing and and not getting uh productive uh stuff done and there's always that nagging feeling uh, that was in the back of my head when I was trying to find stuff to do and things like that, that I wasn't being productive enough, that I wasn't really contributing my work to the company, uh, especially for my paycheck and stuff like that. And so uh, having an occupation in which, you know, you don't have those concerns, that's one of the things that's kind of nice about, uh, you know, when you work in a factory and you're working on the floor, uh, you know, it's, you have a straightforward job. Most of the time it's get this done. And if you do this and you get this amount of things made, we get this many more products out the door. That means that we can continue making money, which means we keep the doors open and, and the money keeps flowing in. Therefore, you can continue to get paid and have a job. It's the the direct impact that you can feel when you're working in the factory and stuff like that. And C is much more point A to point B. Uh, and there isn't this abstraction layered on top of it where a lot of office jobs, there's kind of an abstraction. And sometimes there is a valid uh, value added stuff that, that these people in administration are doing. I was working for a company that didn't have a lot of these administration things and you definitely feel it when they're not there. You're like, oh man, I, you know, we don't have an IT person. Uh, I got to go set up all of these systems and stuff like that on my own. That's consuming a lot of my time that I would much rather be using on the thing that I was hired to do. Uh, so this is kind of off on a tangent at this point, but, uh, you know, occupational, uh, situation is important. So, uh, in the financial being debt free and just not having as many expenses, having that cushion of being able to 
have three to six months where you can be unemployed and not have to worry financially really helps in the occupational thing because then when a a job offer comes up, you don't have to be like, oh yeah, I'll take that uh, and put yourself in a bad financial situation um, That and maybe take a job that isn't really a good fit for you, uh, doesn't really push your talents, is just basically a paycheck so that you're going to work every day and you don't really care and you're not putting in your best and the company's not getting the best out of you, you're not really getting the best out of the company uh, and and it's just, it's not as good of, of a relationship as if you have the time and the ability to pick. And not and not everyone's in that situation. Just like not everybody is going to be in the situation where you have all eight of these down to the, the max pat. And that's that's pretty normal, right? It's But that's part of the thing. You're always, you're always working, you're always improving. Um, and so, uh, but it's interesting to see how all this stuff uh, ties in. You know, it, no matter... It's funny how the truth, no matter what per, or, uh, cultural lens you look through it, always ha- has the same uh, vibration, the same tone. Uh, you know, with uh, Owen, he says, find your vibe, by find your tribe. Uh, and so you definitely got that. But you also have to consider that you have to be putting in the work and having the right vibe to be able to find the correct tribe, right? Uh, if you uh, are really down on yourself, if you don't have confidence, if you're not taking care of these eight aspects of wellness... Uh, you're not going to uh, be in a situation in which you're going to find the, the people that you really aspire to be, aspire to uh, uh, know, right? Uh, we know various things are, are generative, but we don't necessarily think about other stuff. You know, we know uh, uh, your Hollywood movies are, are really bad for you and your uh, porn and stuff like that, but we don't necessarily think of, oh, well, it's just a fun meme video. How big of a deal could it be? But then you spend like three hours watching meme videos. Um and you didn't get, you didn't end up reading that book that you wanted to read, or you didn't read uh, these other things. And uh, uh, Vox had an interesting uh, post on Confucian, and this is more in terms of addressing it to the neoliberal world order. But I'm going to address it in the regards to um, how important having this foundation is to your your overall life. Uh, so this is from Confucius: uh, the ancients who wished to illustrate illustriousness, virtue, uh, throughout the kingdom, first ordered well their own states. Wishing to order their states, they first regulated their families. Wishing to regulate their families, they first cultivated their persons. Wishing to cultivate their persons, they rectified their hearts. Wishing to rectify their hearts, they first sought to be sincere in their thoughts. Wishing to be sincere in their thoughts, they first extended their utmost their knowledge. Such extension of knowledge lay in the investigation of things. Things being investigated, knowledge being complete, their knowledge being complete, their thoughts being sincere, their thoughts being sincere, their hearts being rectified, their hearts being rectified, their persons being cultivated, their persons being cultivated, their families being regulated, their families being regulated, their states being rightly governed, these states being rightly governed, the whole kingdom was made tranquil and happy. From the sons of heaven down to the masses of people, all must consider the cultivation of the persons, the root of everything besides. Uh, It cannot be when the root is neglected that what should spring from it is well ordered. Uh, you know, and you know what does that last uh, phrase, especially, is by their fruits you shall know them, right? So it's really important and incumbent on us to uh, think and and put this kind of effort in and actually take action in these things because that's that's one thing. Like I love to talk about all this stuff, but uh, it doesn't do us any good if there's no action behind our words. Um, and that, uh, 
not having action behind your words can cause a whole whole host of issues. Um, and to kind of illustrate the point of how just these little things can really degrade you, uh, you know, I, as I was talking about like the YouTube algorithm, I was watching a bunch of meme videos and, and other garbage and just things that weren't really pushing me intellectually uh, was reducing the amount that I was reading and stuff like that. And uh, it's crazy the negative cognitive impacts that um, things can happen. So uh, basically, Alexander Marcus has this uh, great article on junk food for the mind and goes through the deterioration that happens when you just kind of consume things and don't really take into consideration uh, whether or not these things are good for you in the long long haul. And so uh, there's a, a graph that he has, which is positive uh, cognitive impacts and negative cognitive impacts. And so for reading books, we have improves general knowledge, improves, improves vocabulary, uh, improves reflection and decreases impulsivity, uh, improves inductive problem solving, improves critical thinking, and improves imagination. And I've definitely uh, felt this when I actually take the time to read and and stuff like that, and I'm really on my grind, really consuming the the better aspects of stuff. My ability to think of new ideas and topics for these uh, podcasts is greatly increased, um, and I can kind of come up with them without even well, not without thinking, but the the ability for something to kind of pop into my mind and be like, oh, that's an interesting idea or whatever, uh, is greatly increased. Uh, and so between doing that and listening to more of your long form podcasts of like uh, Vox Day and and Owen Benjamin uh, really helps uh, Mike. I, I've, I've been able to see firsthand the cognitive increase that uh, I've had with this stuff. Uh, listening to speech uh, improves imagination, improves memory. By the way, both of these don't have any negative uh, cognitive impacts that are listed. Uh, playing video games increases physiospatial ability, increases hand-eye coordination, increases divided attention. Uh, but then on the negative, it reduces attention span and reduces reflection and increases impulsivity. Uh, increase or accessing internet increase increases visuospatial ability increases transactive memory uh, but it reduces attention span reduces concentration uh, reduces filtering ability reduces uh, working memory uh, the amount like those days where I'm looking at my phone all the day uh, I can my just within that day you can feel a lot of your attention being sapped and your ability to focus and, and concentrate on stuff uh, diminished a lot of times you know you go to bed and you wake up the next day and as long as you just don't go into that pattern again uh i found it snaps back really fast but uh that one it's it's crazy how fast you can feel that uh watching television internet improves visual spatial ability uh, reduces attention span uh that was the positive uh negative is reduces attention span reduces reflection increases impulsivity uh, reduces inductive problem solving reduces imagination so those are all the downsides and all of this uh has led to other issues, as he talks about in his, um, throughout the, the work, where uh, your the words per sentence have dropped dramatically throughout the years. Uh, it was crazy. Back in, like, the 1710s, the average was, like, over 50, which seems like a lot. <laughs> um, you know, your 30s to 40s seem more reason Like, 30 words, or 50 words in a sentence, on average, is, is pretty crazy. Um, words per paragraph... Uh, has decreased. Um, reading grade has decreased dramatically. It used to be towards your uh, advanced college level. Now it's way down. Uh, most people read it like a, I think a sixth grade level is what they say nowadays. Um, the newspapers have degraded greatly. Uh, 
most national newspapers have gone from a sixth grade re- 16th grade reading level to a 14th. Uh, Newswire dispatches have gone from 16th to 13th. Local newspapers have gone from 11th to 8th. Uh, news, these are uh, uh, what the grade of reading is written at, by the way. Uh, news magazines have gone from 11th grade to 9th grade, and digests have gone from 9th grade to 7th grade. Uh, and then on top of that, you have a presumptive a grade level of textbooks. And back in the early, uh, basically from 1920 up to the World War II, uh, the, the grade of the textbook matched the actual grade you were in. And nowadays, uh, it's greatly diminished. In eighth grade, you are at a fifth grade level of, of books that you're given to read. So it's... Um, it's crazy how much um, that stuff has, has degraded. Uh, mean ver- verbal scores have degraded. And so you can just kind of see it's it's one thing after the other where y- we have all of these negative impacts of these things. And the way to fix it is to fix yourself, right? As Confucius kind of said, um, if we have if you fix yourself, that has got the most uh, greatest excise impact on the overall uh, society. Um, so, and he has two other quotes that, that line up with this very well. Uh, someone said to Confucius, master, why do you not join the government? The master said, uh, in the documents, it is said, uh, only cultivate, feel piety and be kind to your brothers and you will be contributing to the body politic. This is also a form of political action and one, uh, need not necessarily join the government. By simply acting in the moral upstanding way that we want society to act, that's going to have an impact on everyone around us. Uh, uh, St. Augustine talked about uh, how uh, preach, preach the gospel always, and if you have to, speak. Speak with your actions, not with your words. Uh, make sure that you are living life to the fullest, and the people around you a, your your vibe is going to attract people that actually are around that stuff to want to join you. Um, and the people that are going to pull you down, you need to kind of move them out of your life. But a lot of times, they'll kind of move out of your life for you. You're going to attract the people that are going to want to help you. That's going to grow your own thing. And if you do it right, you might inspire the people around you to kind of try, try to grow with you as well. Um, but to do that, we have to uh, be disciplined and work and, and grow uh, ourselves. And so... Uh, you know, I guess it's, in a sense, it's a uh, call to action to really start to, to better yourself. And, uh, it, you know, myself included, uh, there's a lot of things that I fall woefully short on in these, um, a lot of these aspects. And I, it's something I need to work on uh, personally and really start to take action on. Uh, so uh, hopefully you guys found this interesting and that uh, it it's uh, something that you can kind of inspire to do and, and find a good uh, use from, and maybe you'll, you'll, uh, instead of popping on that YouTube video tonight, you'll, you'll decide to, uh, read a, uh, read a little bit or things like that. Um, but anyway, if you thought this was interesting, uh, you can find me on, uh, YouTube, BitChute and, uh, and Podbean. And, uh, thank you guys for listening and hopefully you guys have a good day. Goodbye.